Hello and welcome to the Hope and Anchor Community Church Podcast. Each week we'll bring you the latest preachings from our Sunday services. We hope that as you listen, you encounter God and you're encouraged to go deeper in your relationship with Him. Enjoy the message. And the Word of God actually has us under the banner. Today we're coming under the subject, Be the Gate. And as we go into the Word of God, today we're coming out of Psalm 24. We're going to go out of the NIV version, but before we go into it, we got to talk about the times we're living. This is our so exciting times. I mean, at least for me, I, I, am, I praise God at least once a day that I was born in the season that we're living. A lot of people will be reminiscing and will think about the other days, the olden days when everything was a bit more normal. But um, the lack of routine, there's, there's something in my spirit that is turned on for the spirit of God. When there's no routine, we don't do this out of routine. We are not the church out of routine. We're not doing this because of tra- tradition. We do this because we are in need of a word. We're in, in need of his presence. We are in love with his presence. And as I give you a couple of seconds to go and go into the Bible, you know, into Psalm 24, into your, pa- and your favorite translation. The translation that God speaks to you in the morning, in the evening, in the afternoon, at the point that you have that moment with God. It is so important that we understand that the word binds us, binds us together. In this season, the Lord is using His word. Not only His person, because Jesus said, I am the word. So the word is not something that is abstract. The word is alive and is ticking and is inside of us. But also the declarations are binding us together. We're bound by the word. We're bound together by the word. And also, we, we are not experiencing what we could be experiencing. We're not living this season like those that don't have hope. Like the others that don't have a relationship with God. Because the times are demanding us a nearness. And we have been responding. God has been giving us word. We have been going into what he says we should be doing. The way that we should be looking. Our perspective has been aligned and has been pruned. And in this season, God is investing in us. And that's our motivation. The word of God today, it used used to be tradition, but today is a need. Today is what binds us. Today, God, what he's doing is just... It's just filling our instincts back again with life, with the breath of God. God, I really need, I need to be awakened in my instinct. Maybe that's the first thing you can put there in the feed. Father, awaken my instinct, quicken, quicken my instincts, Father. And as we go, let's go to Psalm 24 in the NIV version. And it says, the earth is the Lord's and everything in it, the word and all, the all, all who live in it. For he founded it on the seas and he established it. He established it on the waters. Who may ascend to the mountain of the Lord? Who may stand in his holy place? The one who has clean hands and a pure heart. Who does not trust in an idol or swear by a false god. They receive Blessing. They receive blessing. They are blessed, but they receive blessing from the Lord and vindication from God, their Savior. Such is the generation of those who seek Him. Do you count yourself as someone that seeks Him? Because if you do, God is about to give us orders, marching orders, action, 
action into the hope. Every time that God gives us hope, He gives us action. He says in verse 7, Lift up your heads, O you gates. Be the gates. Be lifted up, you ancient doors, that the King of glory, no one else, the King of glory, not your needs, the King of glory, not what's going on, or what the ads, or the adverts, or the news, or your government, or the financial system is saying. God is saying that the King of glory, the only one, the one and only, the King of glory may come in. Be the gate. Verse 8 says, who is the King of glory? And I love you were asking the question. The Lord strong and mighty. The Lord strong and mighty. He's not weak. He has not gone and get some tests for the COVID. He has not been looking and scratching his pockets to see if he can make it during the week. That has been you and that has been me. But the Lord, the Lord and mighty, the Lord strong and mighty, the Lord mighty in battle. Lift your heads, all you guys. Lift them up, you ancient doors, the ones that think they know something about God. Because God is about to do something new. He says that, that the king of glory wants to go in. So if you lift your head, the king of glory may come in. And verse 10, as we finish, who is he? The King of Glory is the Lord Almighty. The Lord Almighty, the King of Glory. Thank you, Lord, for your word. And as Father, as we incline ourselves to you, Lord, will you just fill us with your presence, Lord? Father, we understand that you are in every place. You're omniscient, and we know it, Lord. But will you manifest your knowledge, your wisdom, Lord? Father, will you saturate us with your glory? As we go into your word, in Jesus' name, amen. This was written by, by David. And in many moments, in different translations, it would say that David would actually take a second. He would make a pause. This season has been a very long, prolonged pause, a coma. And David was saying, I will pause on this point as I am writing as I'm expressing my love to God, as I am directing my thoughts, everything in me towards God, I'm going to pause and I'm going to ponder. I'm going to pause and I'm going to ponder. Be the gate. To be able to be a gate, you have to be quickened by God. You have to be awakened by God. But when you're awakened, you're truly awakened, you wake up and you take a second. You take recollection of what your day is going to bring. You take a second of who is upon your life, who leads you. Not only your responsibility, but who is for you. Who is going to be taking down anything on the table that wants to take you and me down. We make recollection. We make memory of our king. We lift our heads. The word of God today says, lift your heads. That the king of glory, how are your hands? How is the purity of your heart? The Lord doesn't bring condemnation. It just brings an opportunity to bring something to Him. It brings us back to the table and says, only the ones that have clean hands, Lord, would you clean my hands? Sometimes we sin not because of actions, but because of the thoughts that we give authority in our life are saying that God is not enough. And unconsciously, we are not having faith. And without faith, we cannot please God. And the devil is a liar because today the word of God comes to free us, to give us strength, to give us the stamina, to awaken our instincts, to be able to walk on what God wants us to walk. Lift up 
your heads. Be the gates. Be the door. Be the door that your community, be the door that your family, be the door that your friends, be the door in your workspace. Be the door. Be the gate. The gate. In old times, the king. The king was the one that would actually give identity to a kingdom. And we understand that kingdom, king, we understand the subjects, right? But at the same time, when a king had to do and had to deal with matters, they didn't have emails, they didn't have texts, there was no WhatsApp, definitely no Instagram, so there was no, nothing, no way to actually communicate but going in person. And our king is a king that comes in person. He has not lost that. The world might have gone diluted. The world might have so many things to take upon and they cannot be omniscient like God. But God comes in person and he visits our today. So our king is different. But in the olden days, every kingdom had walls because they had to protect themselves. They were protected from the external factors and they were expectant of the internal manifestation of the authority, of the character of the king. They were trusting. And today God says, lift up your heads, be the gate. But are we expectant? Because the king would come and they will knock at the door. They will knock at the door behind the wall. There will be a whole kingdom that had no identity unless the authority was manifested inside, not from the outside. So our king is saying, awaken, awaken. Another version, the message translation says, Awaking all you heads sleepy because the King of glory wants to come through you. Head sleepy. Awaken, awaken. As the King will knock, Jesus said, I knock at your door. Revelations, actually, Revelations 3.20 comes and says, Actually, behold, I stand at the door and knock. Like the king back in the day would knock. The king will actually come and say, hey, you know what? I love you. I have gone away, but I have come back to you. I want to fill you with identity. I want to give you hope. I want to rule over you with righteousness. The king of glory is coming through. Be the gate. God is looking for gates. He's looking for doors. He's looking for people that are wanting to be poured with his identity. He said, I am the door. And he said, I stand on the door. No one comes through, through anything else but through him to the Father. But he doesn't push it in. In the natural, he comes to you and me and he knocks at the door. The Lord is such a gentleman and he continues saying, If anyone hears my voice, my sheep hear my voice and they come. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in, in to him. I will come into him. It was not talking about a physical location. It was talking about a spirit. This is in Revelation. And he says, I will come into you and I will eat with you. I will be nourished by our relationship. You can touch the heart of God. He's actually seeking for people, for a church that is not scared to be touched by God, but also to touch God, to say, I want to touch you today. I want to do your day better. God, what can I do to praise your name? And he finishes saying, I will come into him and eat with him and he with me. He has opened his life. God quickened our spirits. He has opened his spirit, his life for us 
to touch him back. We have been called to be the temple. We have been called to be that kingdom inside of the walls. What does this mean to be a door? That's the big question today. Oh, you door, oh, you ancient gates, be, be that place where I can go through. What are the characteristics that these have? What is a door? What is a gate? When we are a gate, our door, when the King of Glory comes through us, it actually catapults us, it leads us to action. We know that we're a gate. We know that we're a door. When we are led to action, we are catapulted. We're pushed forward. We encourage in a way that we cannot stay still. We have vision for our neighborhood, for our community, for the people, for our friends, for, for even, even the ones that don't like to talk about God. I don't know if you are like me, but I remember the days that he didn't like to talk about God. But God loved to hear my voice. That's the difference between God and us. And that's why he says, awaken, awaken, lift up your heads, another version, because the king of glory is coming in. When we are a door, when we are a gate, it doesn't only lead us into action, but it leads us into praise. And everywhere we go, it actually converts, it transforms the presence of God. When He comes through us, it transforms every space into a place of praise. We're able to think bigger. We're able to honor God in the way that He is honored, not in the way that people all or culture today expresses honor, but in the way that He is honored with a sincere heart. Awaken, awaken. Be the door, be the gate. When we are door, when the King of Glory comes through us, He actually sees us and He says, you know what, I'm coming through you. And we see through and we see within. We see through God, through His lens, and we see within. We see within and through His perspective. God has a specific perspective and that's territory. It is not any kind of perspective. You're saying, but are you limiting God? I'm not limiting God because God cannot be limited. I'm not going to lose my time like a human saying God is limited, but God chose to limit himself coming as a man, as a baby, to come and die to us. He accepted some limitations to be able to correlate with us. God is saying, I want you to be limited within my borders. Jesus didn't come against the devil when he said, I can give you the kingdoms of this world. He didn't come against it because the reality is that he was actually the prince of this world. But Jesus had a bigger, a fuller, the more complete story. He said, I don't have to come for those. I've been given all authority already. My father is with me. So in this season, when we are ahead, when we are a door, when we are a gate, we are seeing from within his plan, his purpose. To be a door, to be a gate, it actually means that we love radically. When we are a love, a loving door, a loving gate, it means that our faith is ignited. That when we come into a room, faith leads us into action. We cannot have a conversation without seeing the potential of meeting with God and seeing what God could do through the person in our lives and in anyone around us. That's the love, that's to be a gate, that's to be a door. That's the radical love that lives inside of each one of us. Are you with me, church? Today, we celebrate that we are also cold and we are consumed. Every gate, every door is consumed 
by the longing of knowing, knowing the Father, spending time with Him. It's not only spending time. Sometimes in this moment and in, in, in recent Western culture and, and in so many other places, we see that sometimes families say, let's do something together. And they will go to the movies. They will just go and just kind of flick Netflix on. And they, they will think they're having some quality family time. But is that telling my son, my daughter, if I do that same thing, if you do that with your brother, with your sister, with your friends, would that be having quality time? When we are a door, when we are a gate, when we're that person, we are consumed by not only spending time with, but getting to know the God that has called us in. That's to be a door. It means that we are consumed. Value brings Time, time means value. And that means that I don't only spend time with, I wanted to get to know Him. I want to get to know God. We're consumed by knowing Him and not only about Him. That's religion. That's dead. That's information. We don't need the Holy Spirit to know about God. Everything is the most sold book in history. We can have a Bible in every flavor, in every, every way that we want in the Western world. But what makes us different? Information or revelation? When you adore, you're not suffice with info. You are suffice by revelation. And revelation leads you to rebel against the status quo. It leads you into freedom and freedom indeed. Philippians 3 says for us really quick in chapter 3, and we're going to go from verse 10. And bear with me. This is in the message translation. He says, I gave up. I gave up. All that inferior stuff, it just keeps it open. I give up all that inferior stuff so I could know Christ personally, experience His resurrection, the power, be a partner in His suffering. I don't want to only experience the resurrection power, but I want to be a partner. I want to be a part of His suffering and go all the way with Him to death itself. If there was any way to get in on the resurrection from the dead, I wanted to do it. And as we read a little bit more, it says, I am not saying that I have all this together. Poor come clean. He says, it's not that I'm perfect, but I've been called to be a door, to be a gate, to be that person that if I come into the room, the King of glory can come through. And the church has been called. The trumpet of God is sounding all over us. It's trumping, it's actually asking, it's, it's manifesting that His will is to bring many that are far near to Him. And we are that church. Philippians actually teaches us to be those. It teaches us that I surrender. If I, my character, surrender, like Jesus said, not my will, but your will. If I surrender, I surrender to be able to serve. I cannot serve if I have not surrendered. I surrender, then I serve. Doors, gates, be that gate that surrenders. When you come into the room, surrender to the Spirit of God. When you come into the room, when you surrender to the Spirit of God, you're able to serve more eloquently, more adapt to the need and to the space, to the moment. You have insight from the Spirit. But why? Why? So we can manifest, so we can be an expression of His salvation. We are doors. We are gates. We're called to be the gates today. Why? So the expressions, the manifestations that God is wanting today from His salvation take place. Are you with me?
being a door means that we deny ourselves. Being a door actually says we are owned. We are possession. We're possession of a king. That king, the king of a kingdom that cannot be shaken. A king that already has knocked the door and we have opened up. So we have identity. We're not struggling for identity in a world that is wanting to find their own identity. We got it. It is sorted. It is in him. It is in him. We are found. All things are found and founded in him. We are owned. A spirit of possession has taken care of all our needs and our fears and our longings and our cravings. We don't have to be hostage. We don't have to be enslaved to any of us. The Lord is saying, be that gate. And if you follow me, the increase will follow, like someone said last week. But we will say, if you follow God, you will be that gate. Because being that gate actually provokes. It provokes selflessness. Being that gate provokes people to believe better and stronger, faster, to be full of the Spirit that has filled you, that gave you strength, that gave you the hope. God is saying, I am with you. And everywhere you go, I will manifest my kingdom. I am the king. Be the door so the king of glory. Be the gate so the king of glory can come through you. So the king of the armies. We need the armies of God to fight against our selfish ways. The world, everything is so tempting. It's so sugar-coated that we long. Everything is almost built. But what does it mean to be a gate nowadays? It means that we cannot be vague. It means that we're not shaken by every lack of info or insight that is around us because we are cemented on a covenant. The God of Jacob, of Abraham, is saying, I have seen you and my spirit is in you. I'll come through you. And when you are that gate, you are that door. I will manifest my spirit and my spirit, it is not vague. Write it there in the chat. The spirit, write it there in the feed. Your spirit is not vague, God. Fill me up. Awaken me. When we are in his spirit, it means that we're living according. When we are a door, when we are a gate, it means that we're living according. And what is according? The root word of that is accord. Accord, it means covenant. It means that when we are a gate, we're like the author that called us, the one that came through us. The door had no meaning if there was an owner in the house. But you know what? God says, I have a spirit of ownership and belonging over you. I'm calling you. I'm challenging you. The Lord is saying, when you become a gate, in your life I will challenge and through your life I will challenge. Calling is the romantic way of saying today I have a purpose. Everyone is striving and striving to actually get a purpose. But when we're a gate, when we're a door, God has called us to be radical and not to conform. Not to conform to the norm. When we go into Romans 8, 13, the message translation says, So, you see that we don't own this all do-it-yourself life one red cent. That means nothing. There's nothing in it for us, nothing at all. There, I'm not having any questions about it. The best thing to do is to give it a decent burial. Don't be disrespectful with the ones that are still living that way. But you, you move on and get on with your new life. 
That's the spirit of mercy, that you're able to see the grace and it gives you the life that you are always looking for, but you're not disrespectful to the past and the ones that are living in the past. But God himself, his spirit beckons us. There are things to do and places to go. When God makes us a door, when we cross that line of being a gate, God actually leads us into persevering our faith. And not only that, He leads us into observe everything in our life with the scope of what is normal. What is it that is normal in our life? What is it that is normal in our faith? What is it? Do we respond? Is our faith, is our life, is our ideas, if our budgets, our priorities, our relationships, are they responding? Our goals are responding to the flesh? Are they, are they responding to my need? Are they dictated away through the Spirit of God or through what I think of my own understanding? Where are we? When we are adored, God says, I want you to respond to me and to my glory. Let me fill you up. Let me go through you. That your faith, that your life, that your criteria, that your budgets, that your priorities, the things that you crave for, your relationships, your goals will be informed and not dictated by anything else but me, but my spirit, because I am faithful to you till the end. As we close, I think the word of God comes to really give us hope and to really lead us into transitioning from the things that have been happening, but also to call our attention, to be those gates, to be those doors that look up, that look up in their priorities, in their relationship, their budgets, Maybe we have been walking with God and, and God is actually reminding us to be that gate. Maybe we have lost the mission. We have lost the potential. We have lost the cause of the gospel in the midst of the season. But God brings no condemnation. He just brings an anointing today. He brings the power. He brings the wherewithal for us to stand and to be those doors. Those that are marked, those gates that are marked, He's calling us to be the gates the gates that usher His presence into the community, into maybe my prison cell block, maybe to our, our working space, maybe to my family, maybe through an email to a friend that I have not seen in a long time. Maybe the Lord is refreshing our faith and He's saying, I want you to be that gate I come through. Do you remember who you are? As the worship team continues ministering to us, we want to say the Lord is asking us to look back up, to awake, awake, oh sleepy gates, to awake, awake, to be that gate, to be that door, that His glory, His glory, the King of the armies of heaven can come through. He's going to fight. He's going to bring the justice. He's going to bring the rhythm. He's going to bring the, the, what we need the specific needs to the table. He's going to give us the favor with the authorities. He's going to give you a favor in your working space that you need to be able to create a difference. The Lord is asking us, what can you do? As a door in your working place. What can you do in your family circle? What can you do? And as a Christian, if you have lost this today, I pray for a fresh authority, for a fresh revelation of His Spirit, 
of his strength and his encouragement over your life in the name of Jesus. That in everything, every area, every sphere of your life, the Spirit of God would see you as a door that he can come through in the name of Jesus. Your strength, your encouragement, Father, in the name of Jesus. And as we close... Maybe you're listening to this and you have been walking away from God or maybe you never made a decision for Jesus. But today finds you with the biggest of opportunities. It says you can do it today and you can do it easily. I'm not a God that is distant, that needs a certain way for you to come through. I am for you. Just look up. If you want to be that door, that gate, you want to be that person that says, Jesus, you know what, today I, I won't walk. I want to start walking with you. I want to reconcile my life. I want to go back to what I know of you, but I want to get to know you. You can repeat after me and reconcile your life or start a walk with God. And it's simple. You can do it like this. Jesus, forgive me for my sin, for the things I have done wrong, essentially. You might remember them better than I. You surely do. But as I repent, Lord, Father, I ask you to be my only Lord and my only Savior, Lord to come into my life, to come into my life, to my heart, to my mind, Lord, and take every area, every door in my life to be looking at you in the name of Jesus. If you have done this, this decision will change everything. It doesn't mean that it's sugar-coated and everything is going to be for free in your neighborhood, but it means that the Lord himself will come and his glory will start using you changing you, transforming you, giving you the fuller version of the life you have always wanted. And we declare this. We love you. We bless you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for joining us today. If you have any questions or would like to share how God is speaking to you through this message, let us know on any of our social media platforms. Make sure to visit our website, hopeandanger.org, for more information on who we are as a church and to find out how you can be part of the Hope and Anchor family. Thanks again for listening and we'll see you next time.